You're listening to the New World To Go podcast with your hosts, Redbird and BDLG. Hello and welcome to another episode of New World To Go. I'm your host, Redbird, and with me is BDLG. Bordy, uh, we got... We have access to Rise of the Angry Earth now, dude. Big event in the history of New World. Uh, we're going to break it down uh, for you guys today, including some news, including uh, like Siege of Sulphur extension, uh, etc. So it should be a good episode, Bordy. How are you doing, man? You played a lot of PTR? Uh, mm-hmm. I have been playing a lot of the PTR. Okay. I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. Doing great. The PTR has been fun so far. I guess we'll dive into that here in just a minute. But yeah, everything's good on my end. How about you? Yeah, doing great. Uh, having a good time. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about uh, the the content uh, and everything that was involved with the Rise of Angry Earth update, including Season 3 stuff. I mean, there's a lot here, Bordy. Uh, we, we, we talked about what the changes were on paper, but now we have it in our hands, so we should be able to pr- provide some insight for people that are maybe looking to come back to New World um, for the expansion. Uh, Bordy, let's hop right in. News, PTR is live for Rise of the Angry Earth. Who would have thought? Uh, week long, it ends uh, September uh, 18th. So now that is Monday. I, I didn't see a time. Oh, time is 9 a.m., right? Uh, PST, I believe. So like basically Monday morning is when it ends. So if you want to get in there and try this stuff for yourself, you have the weekend, right? If you're listening to the podcast. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. I'll probably be playing it a lot over the weekend for sure. Diving in a little bit more. There's some things I still want to test and and check out. So I'm glad they're extending it to the weekend. I was a little bit worried whenever they said really short. I thought, oh man, this might only be like three days or something, but uh, it's lasted a week, so it's not too bad. Yeah, a week. There is a lot to test there, but they, I think they did a better job that this time with the PTR test and providing the stuff for us. To where we can test it efficiently, right? They just recently dumped the artifacts uh, in our inventory yesterday. Um, that was Thursday. Uh, they basically gave us a loadout that had all of the new artifacts, and they had all the artifacts unlocked, uh, which is like a, it's an artifact feature. Um, and we can talk about that later in, during the artifact section of the stream. But uh, yeah, I mean, like it's they did a, a better job at giving us the ability to test things this time around. I think, and uh, overall, dude, it, it's been fun. I mean, I've been in there since whenever it launched and still having a good time testing things and everything like that. Um, yeah, but, for sure. But I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about all this later. Siege of Sulfur event was extended till October 3rd, Bordy. So that's almost like a three-week extension um, due to it, the event issues. I think there was a lot of performance issues and, and uh, things like that. Early on in the event, the, the New World team was unhappy about it, so they extended the event. Uh, so now you'll have until October third to get your Siege of Sulfur stuff. Yeah, which is good because I don't have the uh, I don't have the cosmetic yet, so I need to go do that. What cosmetic? Which one? There's like a, a it's a worm hat, I think, right? It's a worm hat. Something like that. Yeah, there's a cosmetic either. that comes along with the event. Yeah, I haven't got it yet. I need to I need to get it. Dang. Okay. All right, dude. Well, okay, there you go. Siege of Sulfur, if you haven't gotten your, uh, yeah, all your event stuff, you will have until October 3rd as well to get that. And then the new arena map will leave uh, live in three weeks. Bordy, what, what do you think about that? Rotate, like it's, uh, we finally got a, a new PvP event or a PvP uh, environment, and it's going to go away now. 
You're fine with that? Like, yeah, what do you mean going away? Like for it's not going away for good. I think it's just rotating out of the rotation, right? Oh, really? And then it'll come back. Okay, so so basically the new, the old one will come back. It's just extended for a little while, I think. Yeah, it says we'll leave in three weeks, which I think it was supposed to rotate out with uh, the Caesar Sulfur potentially, but but now it seems like it's going away right when the Caesar Sulfur extension goes away as well. But, yeah, probably something to do with that update. They're probably just rolling it through together, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm assuming it's going to go back to the old map, then it'll come back to the new one after two weeks, and it'll just be back to the normal rotation. I think it's just getting extended for three weeks. Yeah, I think. yeah. I hope in the future they're able to to find a way to to rotate the maps like randomly, like as you queue. I think that would be pretty fun, not knowing which map you're going to go into. And then obviously, eventually, hopefully, we get a new OPR map. That, that can kind of be in the same vein, just rotate uh, maps back and forth through the playlist or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, so the, the, that's the news, man. Uh, other than the, obviously, the main topic of today, which is the rise of Angry Earth PTR, a big expansion coming to New World uh, August or October 3rd, and we're getting to test it all right now. Um, again, it will, it will leave a PTR at the end of the weekend, so if you want to test it, uh, it includes, Bordy, all the things we talked about last episode, which was horse mounts, the new weapon flail, uh, the Elysian Wild Zone and the Rise of the Anger Earth main story quest, the rework of Eden Grove and Great Cleave main story quest line, the Savage Divine Expedition, artifacts, weapon perks, and changes uh, to those that are coming in Season 3, Primal Fury Heart Rune, and the, infl- the new changes to the influence race in the particular territories. So let's just let's hop right in here, dude. There's a lot to unpack. I, I kind of just put these in, you know, not random order, but maybe I think order of interest potentially for players. And the first one is mounts. I think this is like the most we re- requested feature uh, for New World uh, for uh, since launch probably. And we have them now, man. Uh, we got the. I mean, have you had a chance to do the quest yet? You said your character was bugged. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay. no, no. I, I did it, it on a different character. Yeah, so I did it on a different character, and then whenever they implemented the artifacts, I made a new character with and, the with yeah. the you know enhanced backstory, so you get the artifacts and all that stuff. And that one was bugged. I couldn't get them out there. But the previous character I did though. I, I, uh, yeah, I did the mounts and did pretty much all the quests, maxed out riding and all that stuff. And man, uh, dude, I will say like I wasn't. One of those people that was just crazy excited about mounts because like mounts to me are like are like mounts. I was hoping for them to implement like some a big system around it and whatever. Uh, but whenever the mounts came in, bro, this has been my favorite part of the whole expansion so far. Or the whole PTR uh, mounts, the way they implemented mounts is so good. I, I really enjoy the way they, they feel the way they ride. Uh, they just feel really good. Like a lot of times mounts and games feel a little floaty. Whenever you get on, they're a little bit hard to control. They don't stop and start like you would think they would. Uh, new world nailed it in that regard. The movement feels super good. In my opinion, uh, summoning your mount is fine. I think they did an excellent job with mounts, dude. I, I really have been enjoying mounts. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting new variations of mounts in the game. Cause right now we only have like the horse. As far as I know on the PTR, you can only get the horse, right? Uh, I'm there, there is a way to there. progress the season pass to get uh, one of the cats. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but, I haven't done that yet, yeah. but I've only been around the horses, but bro, it's so good. I, I, I can only say good things about the mount system. I, I am not disappointed with it at all. Um, I, you know, a lot of people weren't, weren't all, all in on like an animal husbandry system and all that. I just was hoping maybe that was going to come into the game just because yeah. like it'd be new content, new stuff to do. A lot of people do enjoy that thing or that type of thing, but I'm not, I am not disappointed at all with the way they implemented it. I, I 
dude, I think mounts are incredible. I like it. Well, what, one of the things that they did bring instead of like the the um, animal husbandry system was uh, races, like the time trials that you do with the quest to level up your mounts and stuff. And I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I would like to see maybe it would be cool to see because you've seen it in like other MMOs in the past, like maybe some event that's horse racing, dude. Maybe there's like a little bit of gamba going on, dude. Maybe like uh, it puts like five players in a horse ra- a horse racing match, dude. And then we get to put some gold on the, uh, you know, we get to bet on the riders. Uh, that that would be cool. Uh, I like the the racing aspect or the time trial aspect for sure. Yeah, the time trial aspect was cool, but whenever they said racing, I thought that's what we we're going to get to do is like race against other players, which I uh-huh. think would be neat. But I think there's a lot of opportunity for them to add some really cool things in the future with that, with the time trials, with like some actual player racing. I would agree. That'd be super fun. And then I've seen a bunch of people mention jousting tournaments and stuff, which I don't know if I've ever seen a, a, a game really do that. Like, I know it's it's out there. Some games have done it, but I think that would be really cool to have like some sort of like just jousting match that you could go queue up for. I yeah. think that would be fun. I think stuff like that, there's an opportunity for, but who knows? I, you know, that's, that's later down the road. Maybe they'll add some stuff like that. But as of right now, I think mounts in and of themselves in the current iteration, I think they're excellent, man. I have zero complaints. I think they did a fantastic job there. Yeah. New world always, I think does a good job with like feel and like uh sound and like appearance. And, and like, to me, it's very cinematic riding your horse through the world of Eternum. Like, you know what I mean? They did a good job with like the camera angle and everything. Like, it just feels good to ride them out. Um, off path, it, it feels a little less good, but but when you're on the path zooming, bro, uh, it feels real good. You can also kind of auto path, like it stays on the trail for you if you start on the trail. But there's no, you can't like pinpoint a direction you want to go your horse just runs randomly so if there's a fork in the road like it just goes wherever the fudge so uh but but i was hoping i don't know man i'm i I like auto pathing i hope that can eventually come into the game but but overall like the horses feel great uh as i agree with you for sure or the mounts in general uh flail the new weapon is here uh the new weapon is strength focus uh kind of centered around support and and protection uh, of allies, um, Bordy, uh, how's it, how's been your experience, uh, with the flail so far? You've done a lot of testing. So I haven't done a ton of testing in terms of like damage numbers and, and really getting into the nitty gritty. I have used the flail a whole bunch, but I haven't went into, you know, you know, like really, really min max testing or anything like that. Trying to put together an actual, like really strong build and all that. I just haven't got there yet. I've just been enjoying utilizing it and using the weapon. Yeah. I've been using it as like my main weapon and then pairing it with different pairings to see what felt good. And man, the flail is fun. Like I'm having a good time with it. There is uh, it's got a couple of nice little gap closers. It does a decent amount of damage. Um, the, I've been using the artifact flail that you can block and, and, and heal. And that's pretty fun to do. Uh, overall, I have really enjoyed it. I like the way uh, it, it functions. There's some nice CC built into the kit with the trip uh, skill or the trip ability. Um, I, I have been having a whole lot of fun. One of the things I haven't done with it yet, though, I haven't really built out like a paladin build with like flail life staff. I've seen a lot of people doing that. It looks pretty strong. I haven't done that yet. I've been going more uh, like I enjoy like a melee kind of either either. Uh, I just enjoy like high damage type of build. So I've been pairing it with things like I was messing around with the flail greatsword today, uh, messing around with like the, I did a crazy like flail spear thing. Uh, just, just pairing it with some stuff, just having a good time with it. And overall the functionality, the feel, the animations, all of that stuff is, is great. As far as like 
getting down into the nitty gritty with the meta and where that's going to land and what's going to be the best pairings and all of those things like numbers wise and min maxing. I have no idea yet because I haven't jumped in there and done that type of testing, but I have been using it quite a lot and very much enjoying my time using it. It's been super fun. Did a little PVP with it. I had a lot of fun there too. Um, I, man, it's, it's a fun weapon. Like I think it'll be overall a good addition to the game. Yeah, so I, I think the the direction of the vision for the flail was like a you know not to be a damage weapon. I think a lot of people were concerned right, yeah. about the scaling of focus on a, like a more like damage pr- prevalent weapon, <laughs> like the Void Gauntlet when it first launched. There was a lot of problems with it, but the flail really I think hit hit home. It does make people a lot more tanky. It's more of like a back bar weapon. Um, from my experience using it, I, I did do the Paladin build. It's super strong. I was healing and and medium with uh the flail on the back bar and and you are tanky bro in both pvp and pve like i was in there doing damage i didn't give a ranch toast about uh you know uh dying or anything like that now um i think you know the flail there's a lot of interesting combos that you can do with it because it is a support oriented weapon that that scales off of strength I feel like strength weapons, from my recollection right now, other than maybe the Warhammer uh, and potentially Sword and Shield, like it, it fits well with those weapons that like gives you another option in the strength category for a back bar weapon. I, I do like that, and then obviously like it, it is another option for like a healer uh, other than Void Gauntlet, which I think right yeah. now like you basically like it's Void Gauntlet and PVE, and then Rapier on PVE, and then it's like you know this this provides options, right? Uh, yeah, for I sure. I, I, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of options, a lot of interesting builds come out with the flail for sure. I, I, I like the versatility of it, and I, I have thoroughly been enjoying using the weapon. I, I honestly didn't think I would like it as much. Like a flail sounded cool. It looks cool. It's one of the weapons I always thought like, yo, that'd be a cool addition to New World. Um, but for my play style, like I like, I'm really into like more roguish style stuff. So daggers will be will be great, which is a super highly requested weapon, obviously yeah. by the community. But whenever those come in, I think I think I'll be using those probably a lot more than something like the flail. But the flail is a super cool addition. I really like the uh, the way it extends out to the animations of the flail and the way it just works and functions. It's just I like it. I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, one of, one of the things that's important to note is so the flail. This is unique about it, and, and this is something I think. Uh, kind of important to touch on you can equip a shield with it and you don't lose a skill tree right you still have the two skill trees the shield's just like a passive like it allows you to block and and then also some of the abilities on the flail change when you have a shield equipped so i think i I, what do you think about the sword now like to me like it would be cool in the future to see that decoupled from the shield and maybe you know set apart and then and then hopefully because i think the shield's been a problem in the past like make the shield like its own thing, right? Like just yeah, uh, the weight of it, the the stats on it, which they took the attributes off, which is good. It's a step in the right direction. Like it, you know, hopefully they move in in direction where shields like more viable on different weapons. That way, maybe dude, maybe we can see a little bit of like hatchet shield, spear shield in the future. Yeah, for sure. You do get additional perks still whenever you use the shield though. So that's something that you know, like if you have that pairing. It's like, why wouldn't you go that route to get all those perks? But it's, yeah, I, I feel like it's a step in the right direction. I would like to see that happen for sure. And I like the fact that they implemented this without being a stagnant weapon like the sword and shield was by itself. And hopefully, 
I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like, hopefully at some point, maybe they'll rework the sword and they'll have like a, uh, like just the sword with the option like to have the shield kind of like they do. Huh? Like a duelist thing, like without the shield. Yeah. 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 And then have like, uh, just kind of do that with every weapon. Like, like most games do, you have the shield, you can slot it if you want to. It's an optional thing. It's not tied to your weapon. And I think that would be a lot better. I think that that really then starts to open up builds for a lot more diversity, I think, but you have to have some sort of trade-off between using the shield, not using the shield for every weapon. So something they'd have to work on, but I do like the fact that the flail kind of hints at that and points in that direction. And maybe that's, maybe that's the direction it's going in the future. Because I think that is, I think that is a much better direction than having them con- conjoined, you know? Yeah. And then maybe at that point you look at maybe offhand things that you could do. That would be cool. Like a uh, lantern or whatever, the, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, torch. Like, they used yeah, to like a torch. Yeah. Or like a tomb. Game, like, yeah. Like a tomb. A, a tome. It's a, it's a tome. Yeah. Tome, a tome yeah. Is yeah, yeah. Tomb, tomb yeah. is for dead people. Tome. I mean, you could hold both to be honest, right? Yeah. uh to- totem i don't know man totem whatever uh yeah, offhand weapons would be a cool thing to see in the future maybe um so yeah all right so the uh, flail a, a really cool addition to the meta or to the to the weapon category obviously they're building up a pretty hefty uh, selection of weapons which i think is how new world shines with the classless system is is just like a bunch of different viable weapon choices that you can experiment with and obviously a new feature coming. Artifacts is going to improve that. We'll talk more about that here in a second. Uh, the Elysian Wild Zone, Bordy. The rework of the zone that was formerly known as First Light. And the main story quest, which ties, I mean, basically pushes into the, the new zone, uh, the Elysian Wild. Uh, I don't know how, mu- how much of a chance have you had to explore the zone. I'm sure you've had plenty. And then the, the new main story quest line, Bordy. Um, I mean, I think the important things here, obviously, is uh, the size of the zone, the content in the zone, the features of the zone, because this is one of the main features of the expansion. Uh, so talk yeah. a little bit about your experience with the with the zone and the, the story quest line. Uh, so far, overall, good. You know, I think so. Th- they did a great job redesigning. New World always does a fantastic job with visuals, and and I think running through the zone feels really neat. There's different mob types there. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed in a couple areas where it was just like you go up there, and and someone in chat today was like, "Is th-? they came into my chat and they were like, wait, is this Brimstone Sands?" And they really thought I was in Brimstone because there's an area where it's the same mobs, it's the same aesthetic, it looks like the same exact building. Uh, and it's a really big POI there. And so I was a little bit disappointed in some of those things, to be honest. Like, it's, I understand you got to reuse assets. You can't make everything brand new. But overall, as a whole, I think it's really well. I think it's, I think it's done really well. Uh, it looks really nice. All of the foliage and stuff looks a little bit different. There's new resources there. Uh, it, it looks, it looks okay. Like, I think it looked, well, I think it looks really good. Um, and, and it's a different feel cause you do feel like you're running kind of through like a jungle area. Cause all the mobs are, are more centered around like beast creatures, uh, yeah. versus, you know, other creatures. So that has a different feel and a different aesthetic to it. Uh, the elite zones are pretty neat. I really like the elite zones with the jump puzzles and stuff. That was a lot of fun. I ran through there today with a few people. I can only imagine how that's going to be whenever it's this gonna gets live. It's going to be a poop show. Massive, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be crazy. And I think that'll be fun, though. I think that'll be Yeah, that'll it'll be, be a good funny, time. for sure. I don't know how fun it's going to yeah. be to fall, like, for the 13th time trying to get the It's going to be interesting. It'll be entertaining, for sure. But I think there's some fun opportunities there. 
Um, overall, I think the zone is 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 fine. You know, I think it's good. Uh, I, I I don't know if it's like something that just absolutely blows me away, but I think it's fun. I think it's an interesting zone. I think it's better than what First Light was before. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's it's overall a W for the for the health of the game and the future of the game moving forward. Yeah, um, I I so like I, like you were being accused of being Brimstone Sands. Everybody kept asking if I was in OPR. They said like the map looks the exact it does, same. I can see that actually. So it's like the same location the, yeah, or, or whatever. I can kind of see that. But yeah. uh, but overall, like the the new mob types are cool. There is really like what like maybe I'm understating this, but like I think there's like four or five. So we have, we have the lizard, the yeah. lizard, the the gorillas, the um, tusk people, or I've put the tusk people, the mammoths, and the, also the plants, the, the minotaurs. There's the minotaurs. There's as the minotaurs, well. and then mm-hmm. uh, there's like there's like new cat mobs, but they seem to play like the old cat mobs. So well, like, yeah. So six, I guess. Um. So yeah. So so tusk people. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Mammoths. Yeah, I mean, like, so, like, there is, like, six new mob types, all right, uh, in the zone. Uh, the zone, though, um, well, let me, let me wrap up the positives. There, there is, like, a, uh, there is the, like, still the, uh, glyph system that was in Brimstone Sands, which is kind of cool to unlock the chest. It is, like, short-form content, though. Once you unlock them, you can, ba- you could basically have access to them all the time. The jump puzzles are a ton of fun. We did, uh, we did them on stream, it was a blast. Um, it it will it will be funny, dude, to see like thirty or forty people trying to run through those rocks and jump on them all at once. Uh, for sure, it is is body blocking. No, no, you can't body block friendlies, right? So it'll only be like PvP stuff that will be like triggering. If people yeah, are trying, you can shoot and you're fine. Yeah, so. but dude, imagine like a a flag chess run and then just all chaos breaks loose on the on the floating rocks. Like it's gonna be funny. There's gonna oh, be yeah, some. There's gonna be some rage quitting. Yes, there's gonna be some rage quitting for sure. Uh, that that'll be a ton of fun, man. And I like I I'm I'm a enjoyer of um of the elite chess runs. I I do them a lot. Uh, I understand where like maybe it's not like a prime feature that everybody wants to see and every you know what I mean. Like that's not the reason they're buying the expansion. But I think it's a it's a nice additional feature like to to have that and to be able to go through there and loot in the open world. It's just something new to do, right? Other than your like curated like um, PVE content. Um, uh, I will say real quick that the Elysian Zone is the same size as First Light was. A lot of I, I was one of the people that thought that the zone would be like tripled in size. You know what I mean? I, I thought that that was going to they were going to expand the size of the. Anger Earth, maybe like a volcano popped up and shot up an island or two. I don't know what I was thinking, but but the the size of the zone is not brimstone size. It is first light size. Yeah. Uh, so that that is one of the the sticking points I think for some people that maybe have a negative context towards the towards the the zone is the size of it. Uh, what what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, there is some disappointment there for sure. And like the size of the zone and some other things within the zone, it's just like, you know, for for an expansion style content, you kind of want to get something completely different, which I get it is. I mean, it is in some ways, but then in some ways it's not. Um, so it's like, you know, I, I was hoping for a little bit more in that regard too, maybe a little bit bigger or is something. I, I don't know. But yeah, I, I would agree. Like ex- expanding the zone somehow would have been would have been a, a much bigger win in my opinion but overall yeah. it's 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 
like the way I feel about the new zone is like I'm not blown away by it. I think it, I think it's good. I think it's better than First Light was, but I, I don't think it's like this exceptionally amazing place, you know? Yeah, visually, like it's it looks good, like on the ground. It does. It, it's it fun really cool. to run through. It has a unique aesthetic to it, obviously. Um, size wise and and content wise, there isn't like again, it's it's hard not to compare it to Brimstone because Brimstone was free, right? It's hard not to look at that and be like, well, this is the zone that we're getting for a paid expansion, and it's a third of the size of the free zone. And I, I'm I'm in the camp that Brimstone should have been charged for, should have been a paid expansion. Uh, but but it's hard to revert history, right? It's hard to go back and 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 change that um, on paper. So then, like people are a little bit you know concerned about the size of the the paid expansion zone. So that's just something important to note, I think. As well. Um, now, Eden Grove and Great Cleave also got their main story quest line reworked. And if I remember correctly, last year, the Brimstone Sands, we had two other zones be reworked too, right? It was. Uh, oh what, the quest line? Yeah, there was I mean, two quests. a whole bunch of them. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they, I think they like, perpetually do this, right? This isn't just like. Yeah. A, yeah. So now we're all the way up to Great. We're all the way up to Eden Grove and Great Cleave, which are like in. Like forty through fifty-five, like it, 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 this is we're getting to end game now, where almost every zone has had a reworked quest line, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, we're almost there. Yeah, getting close, and hopefully at some point it'll have a fleshed-out story because I do think people will enjoy that, and new people coming back will be able to enjoy a story from start to finish, and I think that is a hook and kind of a draw for people as they go along. Story's never been there for the game, and so now it's it's yeah. kind of getting better. So as you progress through the game and during your leveling experience, you can kind of feel attached, more attached to Eternum, and more attached to the game, which is in turn much more likely to bring players back for expansions and and other releases. I think uh, I think that's been proven for yeah. other games for sure. But I, I have not had a chance to run through the story on the PTR for Eden Grove and Great Cleave. I 100% will do it whenever it hits live. But a lot of times I don't go through the story unless it's unlocking content or I just go through it quickly because I like to kind of do those on on live so you can see the full story because they kind of lock a lot of the stuff on the PTR, like all the cinematics and all those things. They don't want you to, to spoil those. They won't let you see them. So I'll just rush through it if I need to. But I haven't done it on the PTR for these two. Uh, so I don't really know what the story's like. So I can't speak on that. But what do you what do you think about the rework of Eden Grove since we're on that topic right now? That the aesthetics of Eden Grove, like now that it's a settlement, you Dude. can buy houses there. You like it? Not like it? Uh, dude, the, uh, honestly, those houses are my favorite houses in the game. Uh, really? The Eden Grove rework is sick. I, I really like it. The town, like, f- feng shui is terrible. Uh, it's probably the worst crafting town now. But but overall, like, the aesthetics of it are, are cool, man. It's like a shire of some sort. So I really like the, the rework of the zone. I like the new house. All the new houses are the, the same interiorly so that I, I could have probably used some difference there but but uh, i love the yurts or whatever you want to call them uh the houses there it's pretty cool uh, I'll, I'll own a house there for sure dog uh and i think it'll be interesting that that territory is now owned by people so like what will like pvp look like in that zone it, it's it's probably going to be pretty chaotic with the way eden grove is set up but 
um yeah i, I liked eden go rework what are your thoughts so you, you look like maybe you disagree with me dude what no the- no 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 i, I like it i thought it was i thought it was good whenever i first seen it i was like wow this is much different than anything you know you have the big the big uh smelter in the middle or forge or whatever you want to call that big thing in the middle and it just is like a you know a ver- more of yeah. a vertical view and it feels like a big open space it whenever you're inside of there it feels so much bigger than whenever you're looking at it on the outside it's just it's a really cool spot, I thought, but I've heard a lot of people say they didn't like it. Like today on stream, a lot of people were just saying, man, I don't really like Eden Grove. I don't like it was supposed to be a different look and feel and it doesn't look like what I was hoping it was going to look like. And so I just there's a lot of disappointment there for me. I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was pretty neat. I, I honestly didn't care. I thought it was very different than what we got before. I just didn't see the see the the uh, the criticism uh that people were giving it, but that's just, you know, that's my opinion. And that's just where differences of opinion come in for different tastes, I guess. But yeah. a lot of people were, were not very happy. They, they thought it needed more foliage. They thought it didn't fit the aesthetic of the zone. And I've seen that a lot today during stream. And so I was just wondering what your thoughts on it were. I, I personally, I think it's fine. I, I like it. I think it's different. I think it's neat. And I have no problem with the zone or, or how they design it. Yeah. I, I like the houses. I, I mean, like, I guess maybe it's not like, Jungle housing, uh, maybe I don't know what they wanted though. Reekwater is basically that I think, like swampy. Uh, Eden Grove is in the same. I don't know, maybe a little bit different, like epic jungle place. But but again, like houses, I'm I'm pretty sure last time I checked, people live in huts in the jungle. So um, you know, I don't know. I guess people like what they like. You know what I mean? Uh, I like it um, personally. Um, the Savage Divide Expedition, Bordy, the new expedition that's coming to the game. Uh, have you had a chance to run it? Did you get to? I did. Okay. Yes, oh. I have ran the expedition. Uh, this is going to be probably my first kind of negative comment, man. I thought it was very lackluster. Dang, I man. thought the expedition was not great. You're usually um, not thought, negative, so this is going to be. Well, here's uh, the thing, man. Okay, they put out some banger expeditions recently. They've been ramping up and ramping up and ramping up, and the expeditions have been really good. They've been really solid mechanically. You've got the Imperium Forge, which was really good. I thought they did a good job with Ennead. I mean, these expeditions, they were, they were a good they were a good length of expedition in terms of time-wise. You know, you had Tempest that released, which was really long, but it was also very unique. I think that it was it was all of those have really unique mechanics and like really cool things in there. And so whenever I was going in through Savage Divide, I was expecting like, all right, we're about to have some really cool mechanics with these bosses. They're, they're these they're these beasts that are in here. It's going to be these really cool mechanics. And then the mechanics were just now, granted, I only ran it on normal. I haven't ran it on mutated, so I don't you know, maybe it ramps up in difficulty. But I mean, if like mutated versions are only, you know, we all know what mutated versions do to the to the expedition. It's not like it adds any additional mechanics or anything. So the mechanics to me were very lackluster, bro. I just, it was like a tank and spank type of situation. I didn't, there's very, there are mechanics, but they're so minuscule. It doesn't affect the fight that much at all. And I just really, honestly, like, I don't know, man. Like, I I don't, I I just didn't, I didn't get it. Now, now maybe if we run it on higher X, on higher mutations, and maybe this is a little bit too soon of a criticism because I've only ran it on normal. So there is a possibility that it's that it's a lot better, but I just wasn't blown away, man. I, I didn't care for it. I didn't really enjoy it that much. I was kind of bored. Uh, I just, you know, the, the the visuals were cool, but I just, I don't know, man. I I, I, just, I was it was a little lackluster for me. 
Yeah, well, okay, so I only ran it on normal mode too, and, and apparently they changed like the difficulty of normal expeditions to now it's basically like a uh, like it is super They're very easy thing to yeah. do. Very, uh, very easy. Right. Now like we ran through like another expedition to try to get one of the new artifacts and it was like, yeah, like it's it's definitely a lot easier on regular mode now. Um but I, I kind of from my experience I, I agree with you for the most part. It was just not notable. Uh, the expedition wasn't, um, and I think well, and I and I agree with you too on your latter point that basically, uh, at this point, I'd feel like uh, the um, or the expeditions were going in the right direction, right? Especially like with the last one, um, the forge, the the two boss fights in the forge were were the best two boss fights in the game so far, I think mechanically they're just a ton of fun to do and if and and i love fights and i think mmos do or like mmo pve is it's at its best when it is mechanic heavy and and you're able to master the mechanics and then the fight is easy but like i don't like the randomness of like dying for to nothing or like oh well, like you might get hit you may not or like one shotting like if if it's not mechanically sound like all those mechanics or all of those things feel terrible and uh and like to me like forge and yad uh i mean to a lesser extent i wasn't that big of a fan of Inead, but 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 the the fights were there right the last fight in Inead was a lot of fun uh so like i, I just felt like they're heading in the right direction and and this one maybe is like a step back uh, a little bit um so i mean i'll obviously do it on mutations try it out again maybe i'll change my opinion but uh overall like Number one, like uh, the expedition, I, I don't think is a step forward or maybe like even equal to the forge. And number two, man, I, the expedition thing as a whole and the mutation system, which we can talk a little bit about now because I don't, I don't have it in the notes, is, uh, I mean, it, it is a good, and I've said this before on the podcast, it's a good secondary PV feature, but it can't be like the main thing uh, still. Even with the rework, even with like adding more expeditions, I just, I don't think that this can be like, I don't think mutations can be New World's endgame PVE experience. Like, I, I just don't think they're good enough. Yeah, well, there's been a data mined uh, raid for Cutlass Keys that people were talking about today on stream. And so hopefully yeah. that'll come in soon and that'll change the game a little bit for what we're looking for in terms of in-game PVE. Um, but I don't know, you know, that's not in the game yet. So, I mean, I, I do agree with a lot of your points there. Most of them with the... With the expedition, it just wasn't wasn't there. I mean, so what do you think about them squishing the ex or the mutations down to three? Like, what are your thoughts there? I, I I have not ran a mutation yet on the PTR. I plan to do so over the weekend, and I plan to run Savage Divide on like M3 over the weekend to see how it goes. Yeah, so I would like to see how that functions um, and how it's different from maybe M10s in the past. Uh, I know both you and I have ran you know hundreds, thousands of M10s probably Too at many. this point. So it's like, you know, it'll be interesting to compare and see what what it's like. And I'd like to run, uh, uh, you know, just an M1, M2 and M3 and just see what those like, what it's like, what the progression is like and see what happens. So uh, I plan on doing that over the weekend at some point. Uh, but what are your thoughts about them squishing it down to M3? Like, have you had a chance a to run any mutations? I haven't done any mutations yet, but but to me, one of the main flaws of the mutation system as a whole was it divided the player base too much. Like, you were already on these servers that basically are capped out, like, at, at 2250 or 2500, whatever they're at now. 
And then if you divide, like, there's only so many people that want to do, like, PvE stuff. It, it is a larger percentage than the PvP stuff, for sure. But it's still, when you, when you, when you don't have access to, like, a, like a cross-server queue, it was way too hard to get new players through the mutation system. It felt clunky. It was slow. You know, a lot of people don't want to go back and do an M1, especially when you were limited to the amount of mutations you could do every week. They weren't going to use one of their 25... Um, runs to like help some random person like maybe make it through a mutation so it's like you know that system was really in my opinion not great um and and the changes like squishing the levels should help with um with players um going through the mutation system in a more effective manner um there is a quick caveat to the mutation system is now it is part of the expansion uh as well so um it will mutations will no longer be available to the base game um, owners. You will need to buy the expansion to continue the mutation grind. And another caveat I think that's important is they're they're the same expeditions in the rotation except for the new one, the Savage Divide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's a good point. It's 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 an interesting choice to do that I think for the for the expansion, but it is what it is. You know, yeah, like. I don't know how I, I don't know. There's a lot of uproar for that situation in particular. And I think we could talk about that topic for a really long time, but that is that is true. That is what they have done and 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 it is what it is, man. You know, you'll get to play all the base game expeditions, but you're going to have to buy the expansion to play the uh play the mutations, I guess. So, uh yeah, I don't know, man. I think squishing it down to 3 levels is fine too. I think that was a good move. Yeah, 10 was too sure. much. Nobody was running them. Uh nobody was running like mid-tier uh, expeditions unless mm -hmm. you were trying to get to the next tier and unlock your codex. No one was doing them. Is splitting the player base like it was for newer players coming into the game trying to work up to M10s. It was an absolute nightmare, which is why you've seen a lot of players buying shards and then you'd have people come in. I've ran M10s with people before that said I've never ran a mutation before ever, but I bought all my shards to get my gear up to this level so I could run this. And it's like, OK, there's a problem here if that kind of stuff is happening. So I think the rework of the mutations overall is really good. I'm glad they did it. It's very nice, um, and I think it'll be a, a, a much-needed addition for the future of the game versus having the 10, the 10 levels. That just wasn't working out very well. No, not at all. Um, to my knowledge, the, the mutations are the same, right? You haven't heard anything about like new mutations, right? There's still like fire, ice... As far as Boy, I know, yeah. yeah as yeah. far as I know, there's a promotion. Like it works the same way as it did before, only, only it starts... As far as I know, M1 is like you know, has one of the, one of the mutation effects and then M2 has two and then M3 has like the promotion and the Kurt and the whatever, whatever they call them. I forget what they call them. It has all three of them. Yeah. Yep. Um, so again, and it makes sense, right? Each, each level of the mutation now adds the new like alteration to it. And the, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? That just makes a lot of sense and should be a lot more friendly for people to learn and understand because like, it was very like, it was very, very like unorthodox the way that the mutation scaled one yeah. through 10 too is so that that should be fixed as well. Um, okay. So here we go, dude. This is my favorite thing in the expedition or in the expansion, the favorite, okay. my favorite thing that ever be added to new world on paper is artifacts, dude. Artifacts are a new type of gear piece that you can equip and, and unlock different perks on these these particular items have a unique perk that you can't find on any other piece of gear as well 
It's like the exotic system in, in uh, Destiny, if you're familiar with that, um, Bordy. Uh, it, it's great, man. On paper, this is fantastic. A great step in the right direction uh, for New World uh, as far as like itemization goes. Artifacts are fun. It's target farming, which a lot of people like. There's a lot of target farming involved with these artifacts. So what what is your experience so far with, with the artifact system? Uh, it's good so far. I, I have enjoyed artifacts on paper. I was very excited for these to come into the game. I agree. It was one of my one of the things I was most excited about. And then I rode on mounts and I thought, man, mounts are really cool. This is this is like really well done. But artifacts, I think, for for overall are super cool. And I think it's something they can just continue to add to the game. Every expansion, every update, whatever they can add a new artifact, a new chase item. And I think that stuff is really good. Uh, I just I think it's going to cause some crazy stuff to happen on the PvP front for a little while. And I think they're going to have to rein that in a little bit and figure out how to how to handle all of those things, because I've seen some pretty crazy combos with artifacts already. But I think they're really cool. And I think there is uh, is a lot of a lot of build diversity that could potentially happen. I have seen some artifacts that are a little bit underwhelming, though, that uh, I just haven't like. There's some on jewelry that I just, I just, I, I don't know, man. Like, I think they're going to have to rework some of those things to make them usable because there's some artifacts that are clearly like really good. And then some that are just like, uh, why would I ever use that type of situation? So I think they've got some work to do in that area to get them all balanced and to get them looking good and, and, and give people a reason to use them. I think that'll come over time. But overall, the system is cool. I've used a few of them after they added in the, uh, the opportunity to, to load in your character with all the artifacts, which is dope. I did that today for a while on stream. I used the flail, used the spear a little bit, used a couple of the other ones, used a lot of the armor. Check that out. I love the the. Uh, I think you've mentioned this before too. The weightless, the weightless uh, uh, chest piece that you can get. I think that's really cool because you can have some pretty neat builds come out of that. Uh, there's just some really fun fun things you can do, and I think we're going to see some really neat builds come out of the artifact system moving forward in the future. Obviously, I haven't had a chance to test every single artifact and figure out like. You know, uh, metas and all that stuff will start to emerge after after we've had our chance, had a chance to get our hands on these things for a while. But overall, super cool, man. Yeah, uh, dude, the artifacts that we got. So basically, we were given access, like we spoke at the top of the show, in the PTR of all the artifacts. Now the test, I've I've done a lot of testing. And there are some that are like exciting and hopefully they, they explore avenues like that, like the void axe, uh, like the lightning hammer. I think the void gauntlet's pretty unique cause it scales off of decks. So like, you know what I mean? There's always like that bow, uh, that bow musket, uh, range where you can apply like the, the dot from the void gauntlet. It's really cool. Like there's just a lot of unique things that are, that can open up a ton of different builds allowing a, a weapon to now scale with a different stat but there are some that definitely miss the mark and literally like every piece of jewelry does the the leeching one is fun to play with i've been that's the one i've been playing with the most out of the jewelry um and, but it's still like pretty lackluster like the jewelry being one of the three artifacts that you can equip on your character there's a lot to be uh yearned for there or a lot to be desired um, there are a lot of cool pieces of armor and weapons, though, that you can kind of combine with each other that that have like pretty cool effects. None of them are synergistic, though. That was another thing that was like a little bit interesting to me, Bordy. It was like you, you can equip three of these, but none of them really like tie together in any way. It's always like, like you know what I mean? It's like, oh, 20% crit resistance, and also your fire staff now, now scales with strength. And it's like, okay, well, you know, there they, obviously there'll be some cool builds that come out of these artifacts, but but the first iteration, there are some that are like, 
missing the mark, I think. So hopefully they continue to experiment with these. I'd love to see them like go crazy with artifacts and just like just let us like have maybe like, you know, uh just ways to like completely break the game. I, I think it's fine at this point. Like that's that's fun in an MMO is trying to break the game and, and trying to make your character crazy. So hopefully um, we get to see more in the future, which I assume we will, right? I think it, now all the updates will at least add some artifacts, right? Yeah, I would assume so. I, I mean, that would be an easy way for them to add content moving forward for every update is adding an artifact. So the artifacts are pretty dope overall. I agree. They're pretty cool. I think they have some work to do on them to make them to make them uh to make them function how they need to function overall and especially with the jewelry like you were mentioning but overall super cool addition I, i'm very excited to to continue to test them over the weekend and then get get my hands on them on live and farm them out i also think the way in which you upgrade them is pretty cool yeah, doing the quest fun. and unlocking all the perks and all that stuff i think will be neat i haven't done that because i just unlocked them all on my character but i do like the idea of having to do that i think that just gives a little bit more more uh more feeling to the artifacts and, and and enjoyment out of like collecting one and getting one and leveling it up it just feels like a tier of uh, an extra tier of progression and i like that as well so i, I think it'll be good man yeah it, it's gonna be a ton of fun to see how these uh continue to build up over the future i love the target farming like really like that is a lot of fun like i had i had a blast before they gave us all the artifacts going up into merc and getting groups and like clearing portals to try to get the void axe it was like one of my most sought after artifacts to try to test with and and it was fun going up there and seeing if you'd get the artifact or not doing the the portals so it just made yeah, it, it adds you a reason to go run some exactly of that it, it, it gives mm -hmm. you a reason to do these things that you typically wouldn't do or go farm a boss in a zone that no one ever goes to to touch anyways like that stuff's cool and it adds a lot of value to new world like a lot of a uh, lot of legs to some of the new world content um all right so now big changes on the gearing front dude weapon perk weapon and armor perk changes as well as like crafting let's break this down individually because there's a lot here i guess in this one thing uh weapon and perk changes so they're they're getting rid of resilient they're they're getting rid of ward they're making those they're like all your gear that you have right now will convert to health on those particular perks and they're getting rid of bane uh so getting rid of these three like much like i think I mean, they, they were basically, like, mandatory on every piece of gear. Like, if a piece of gear didn't have Resilient for PvP or it didn't have Ward for PvE, it was useless. So they got rid of those perks, and they added other more perks to the pool, which is another pertinent topic. So what do you think about this, man? First, the removal of Resilient, Ward, and Bane. I think it's great, man. I think it's something that needed to happen a long time ago, and I think the community is going to love it overall. In the long run, I think new players will love it in the long run. Uh, I think removing Ward and Bane and Resilient is is really, really good. I was super on board with that change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, to me, well, it, it, this is important because to me, like, it was mandatory for the style of New World to kind of, like, w you're living in a world where I think the main point of the game or where New World shines is compared to, like, a class system, which I think typically or historically thrives better is is the fact that you can try out and test out all these builds and have fun unique ways to like combine these two weapons together to to create a unique build artifacts help you do that and i think removal of like these like dead not dead but like they're mandatory which essentially makes them dead slots on all this armor for you to tweak the way your character uh, works um is is really good for the game Unfortunately, they added some perks that basically are in the same vein. 
uh, now uh, all of what we what we knew to be basically is like uh, attunements or uh, what was the other one called the defensive one? Uh, I don't remember the defensive version of attunements where you would basically slot those. It was like a resistance. They weren't very much used. Uh, but but those are now perks on the gear, and there's like straight up damage increases. So it'd be it'd be like a plus two to void damage. So these these perks I think will be mandatory on gear for like in game like bis, but they aren't as oppressive as like a, a resilient ward and and bane. What do you what do you think about the new perks that they added uh, along with like health of course uh, to the armor? Dude, I think there's some really interesting perks out there that hopefully will give us a little bit more build diversity. But I think you're right. No matter what you do, no matter how many perks you add, I do think there's always going to be a meta that rises up. It's not going to matter. I think there's always going to be a meta that rises up for each patch, for each rotation. And people are going to be, you know, putting that particular perk on their gear. But hopefully this is leaning us more into the direction of having build diversity which is what we all want i mean new world has suffered a lot from putting putting builds into a box and 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 it's just like you're running the meta build or nothing especially for high-end like pvp content or pve content and i hope that kind of moves away from that i mean having diverse fun builds is what like new world should shine at because it's it's an easy game to switch builds in you're not class locked the whole game revolves around switching weapons and gear easily to be able to make these cool builds and so hopefully that's that's what we'll get to. So as far as like the new perks they've added goes, I think it's a step in the right direction. There is some good perks out there. There's some fun looking stuff out there. I haven't dove in and, and dissected every single perk out there yet uh, and looked at all of them. But from what I've seen so far, there are some very interesting perks that could that could change things and, and will change things. And I think I think right now, as it stands, I think they're at least pushing in a much better direction than they ever have been before. Yeah, uh, I think it will definitely be a lot more interesting with the trade skill changes, Bordy. Uh, we're coming in hot with a bunch of new crafting mats, a bunch of new uh, profession level upgrades, a new gear, a lot of things, man. Uh, they are increasing the gear score to 700 now. The The new level cap will be 65. I don't think we mentioned that earlier, but probably in a previous episode. And uh, all the trade skills are now up to 250, right? Am I, is it 225 or 250? 250. 250. So uh, lots of different things going on with crafting here. All new mats in each zone. You will still use your cooldown mats. Previously, they will be upgraded into new cooldown mats, Sporty. Uh, prismatic uh, mm -hmm. ingot, leather, and linen, or whatever. They are. Uh, so, yeah, it's so a, new, a new tier. It's not a new tier, which I, I wish they would just make a new tier. Like, uh, that tree, does that bother you? You're OCD a little. A little bit. I don't know why they left it as tier five because you have, I don't know why they did that, bro. I don't know why they didn't just make tier six material and then turn it into prismatic. I, I don't know why they left it at, at tier five, bro. I don't know. It's, there's two tier fives. Yeah. I don't is. like it's, that. I don't know why they did that. That makes me angry. I'm not sure. For some reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just going to go out. This is a nice therapy session for both of us uh, in general about New World. So this is, yeah, that doesn't make me happy. I don't want it to be tier six, please. Um, I'm not sure yeah, why. There's a level just, cap increase. There's a trade skill increase. Everything else increased, but you left the tier of the of the stuff the same. I, I don't know. I didn't get it either. I was confused at first. I, I like whenever I started first started looking at it, I was very confused because I was like, wait, is this an upgrade or is this the same tier with just grade. different stuff? 
I was confused, man. I didn't know if it was an upgrade or not until I started really looking into it. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is how this works. This is an upgrade. It is essentially a higher tier. It's just not labeled a higher tier. It, it actually did confuse me for a minute. Yeah. I had, to, I had to really look at it for a second. Yeah. So, so we'll see. I mean, it, it is a new tier, so I would like it to be a new tier. Uh, but the changes are cool. Bordy, you can now guarantee the gear that you want to craft, Bordy. Imagine spending hundreds of hours in the game, leveling up a, a, a profession, grinding for hundreds of hours, getting material uh, that you need to craft, and then crafting the item, and then getting a bad item that you'll never <laughs> use 15 to maybe perhaps 200 times in a row. It's gone, dude. It's gone. Now I can you can guarantee crafting. There yeah. is a there is nice. a caveat because it is a butt ton of mats that you're going to need to gather to get the guaranteed craft. It is, but I think that's fine, right? Like yeah, you would I, I don't think you'd want to I don't think you'd want to make it super easy. Uh, I don't know what the grind's going to be like to get those mats yet. It may be just all absolutely insane. They may need to tone it down just a little bit, but it overall I think it's fine. I think it's fine to have to to have to work towards getting your actual like guaranteed best gear that you're shooting for. If it is 100% guaranteed, then I, and I can go out there and I can grind this stuff and whatever I'm done, I can have the feeling of satisfaction to know that I'm done. I got this gear and I am guaranteed to get it now. Like my gear is in my hand. That's that's a good feeling to me. I don't mind that at all. I don't mind working for my gear. Gives you something to chase, I think, overall. So what? Okay, so have you seen how you upgrade named items now? Have you seen how that works with the gypsum or the gypsum kiln? Uh, with the dark matter. Is that what you're talking? Yeah, yeah. So instead of essentially, they replaced umbral shards of dark matter. Is basically what happened because now you get dark matter. You go to the gypsum kiln. Like if I didn't know this, the stream was explaining it to me today because I was confused on how it worked too. But you get a named item if it drops at like six seventy. Uh, you can go to the gypsum kiln and you can upgrade it with with dark matter and mm -hmm. a few other items and you can guarantee your last perk on there and whenever you upgrade it it will turn it to a 700 legendary with your locked in perk that you chose so yeah, pretty interesting cool. system i think i think it works out pretty well and so gives you still a reason to get those named items because i was a little bit worried artifacts like, work that way too the last perk on an yeah. artifact is is choosable which is really sick yeah. i think yeah, for sure. I was a little bit worried because I got these named items and I was like, well, now I have these named items at 670. What, what do I do? Like, do I have to just go keep farming this till I get a 700 drop? And then I realized like, no, you can just go upgrade it. And and so I thought that was cool. I, I think the way they worked it out is, is pretty nice. I, I didn't mind it at all. Yeah. So uh, one quick note about uh, Umbral Shards is they're going away. Just like we mm -hmm. thought they would. The conversion is... 10 cents to one umbral shard. So it, it, wait. So one umbral shard, or 10 umbral shards is worth one gold, and 100 umbral shards is worth 10 gold. So, I mean, that was exactly what we thought it was. It was like a leak. I don't know if it's a leak or an unconfirmed fact, but it's confirmed now. That's exactly what's happening. And yeah. like people are worried about the economy, but I always, I'm always quick to remind people uh, the territory control system exists. So if you're worried about the economy, I don't know if umbral shards are are that big of a concern. I mean, like maybe there are like some people, maybe like an M, like M11 that have like millions of shards. But I think generally, for the most part, the player base, I mean, is it, it, going to have like what, like 10 to 20k in, in umbral shards at best. 
Yeah, probably. Point. Like I have like 400k. That's only 40,000 gold, man. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's Which you can spend on like a tenth shards. of a bis great axe or something right now. Right. 400,000 number shards more. is going to get me 40k. You know, it's yeah. like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think the conversion rate is fine. You don't want to, you also don't want to discount them so much like a penny per umbral shard. Like what the heck, bro? People would be mad. You spent all this time working to get those umbral shards. And you don't get anything for it. You know, that's terrible. So at least we're getting, we'll get at least we're getting a... Uh, Huh? Yeah, you're getting gold. That's what you're Yeah, getting. so now at least we're getting gold. Yeah. Also, I've seen this floated around a lot too. People are asking what's happening with just gypsum orbs. They're just used in crafting recipes now. They're still as far as I can yeah. tell. They're still a thing. You still get them. They're just used in crafting recipes. Well, you can still over. craft the boxes too. I don't know how good yeah. the boxes are now. I don't know if they're gonna give you in game gear or not, but I haven't crafted one yet, but I, I I'm assuming you obviously don't get umbral shards, but I, I'm assuming you can use them to get to get gear or you could get the gear, use them, get the gear and then salvage the gear to try to get dark matter. Dark matter. That's a, that's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, heart rooms are in the game still. Obviously, the, you'll need to use them to craft uh, those as well um, or items for the heart room. So there, there's there's a lot of reasons to to have the gypsum orbs but umbral shards in general like they're out of the game like once everybody consumes them for gold uh then they're gone are you gonna keep one in your inventory just for memories already no no i'm not gonna salvage yeah no no i don't i don't care i have plenty of screenshots and and videos to remember that by i don't i don't have to keep okay uh are, are are so what do you think overall now that you had a chance to play the ptr now with how the loot system works and how you're getting geared out versus the old way i like it better i hate the other way in a short form that's my answer i i think expertise was like completely diluted no one knew what the fudge was going on and, and it's running, so hard to explain that to people. Well, like, there's, it, no, there's it's literally like a twenty thousand word like guide so on our on our website. Yeah, it's so to, long to describe yeah, it. it. And it's like this yeah. is not new player friendly. And and the, and the effort you had to go to to get to six twenty five was just it was nuts. So like now, like hey man, I go do in game content, and you know what happens? I get in game gear. You seems, progress. Yeah, it seems pretty good progress. to me. Yeah. I, I, on a quick note, though, I did get seven hundred. Uh, in 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 a day, so yeah, it's I, very I, fast. So I know that like I was given six, I was given uh level sixty five basically with the loadout, but my gear score I, I was like six fifty and I went to seven hundred in one day. Just just a, yeah. just a, a a note there. Did I have bis gear? No, my gear was not good, but I was at seven hundred and, and and really like it didn't even matter I guess because. Like it is 700 without with bad gear doesn't really matter anymore because now like it's not like it's going to change my expertise where things drop for me now right it's just going to be the same I still have to go do in game content to get the gear so obviously it's going to take a while to farm out bis or craft bis uh, for all your different builds but but to get to six to get to 65 and to get to six our gear score 700 is not going to be a, a, a long grind when the expansion comes out. No, it's not. And I think that's a good thing and a bad thing. I think people will be level 65 very quickly. They said just going through the main story will basically inherently bump you up to level 65. So I think you'll be level 65 quickly. I think it sounds like from what we've experienced in the PTR, because I've also experienced a similar thing. It sounds like you can just go from you'll get to 65 quickly. You'll get the gear score 700 quickly. And then your in game like actual grind is going to be trying to get like your artifacts, get those to bis, getting like maybe named items, bumping those up. And just chasing your bis items like you like basically like we have been forever now, only just underneath a different system. Yeah. Yep. 
But I think uh, it's going to go quick. I think getting there will be quick, and then chasing the best items is what's going to be the actual grind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ch- the item chase. Uh, also, um, Jay Z and Chad said, like, you know, grinding up your all your trade skills back to max level, and your yeah. gathering skills will also take time. Which that those things are important in getting in-game gear because crafting is obviously the most viable way to get like the exact piece of thing you want. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it is. Which, which, which just a quick tip for people out there, just save a bunch of faction tokens and you can go buy your way up to the faction vendor. You can buy experience boosts from the faction vendor for your trade skills. So yeah, there's there a cap for your on gathering those, skills but, for sure. Yeah. There, there is, but I mean, it's a quick way to get up there so you can actually go gather the mats in the new zone at least without yep. having to grind yep. it up. That's a good point. Just save up a whole bunch of, of, of faction tokens. That's good. Uh, also, uh, speaking of faction vendors, Bordy, they've been repurposed. There's actually stuff mm-hmm. that you're going to use there, and you to craft max level gear, you will now need a piece of gear from each faction vendor. I believe these are. I mean, I haven't checked. I should check that. There, I, but I can't imagine they're not bind on equip, right? So that's going to allow you, a Marauder, to sell your unique piece of crafting gear to the rest of the server um hopefully like if it doesn't work that way and i have to re-level all three factions i think that's not great at all so if it is that way pre-firing ags please fix that because that's not good uh but if it but if it is where it's bind on equip um they are bind on pickup there's no shot you're lying uh there's uh i mean if if it if it works that way please like i'll, I'll pre-rant here uh that's terrible um so please fix that. Uh, but so which what you, which items are you talking about here? Just to clarify. Um. Well, so like there's a there's a there is like a item that you need for Arcana. Mm-hmm. Um. There is a um. Like there's just the different crafting items. They're level seven hundred, and you get oh, them for so the vendor. I got you. Yeah. So you got to buy them. So so just to clarify, you have to buy these items from the vendor, just like you would your other, your other crafting equipment, like your crafting gear. So say like you're trying to craft six, like right now, if you're in the game and you're trying to craft 600 gear, you have to have all your trophies. You have to have the five piece crafting mats. You're saying now in the faction store, there's another piece of gear you have to buy yep. in order to craft level 700 gear. Yes. So it's just another piece of like crafting equipment. It's one gotcha. piece of, it's what not, not right all of your crafting up stuff is going to be upgraded. It's just one piece. That's 700. Okay. I haven't toyed with that at all yet. I've seen them in there, but I haven't toyed with it. I haven't tried to craft a piece of 700 gear, so I don't really know exactly what all you need to do it, but... I mean, it. I'll try to find an item real quick. Just just uh, delay. Uh, Primal Fury Heart Rune. How do you like it, Bordy? I love it, bro. I, I actually really like it a lot. I didn't know if I would. I don't know how strong it is compared to other Heart Runes. It feels pretty strong to me. Uh, I like it. I've been using it a lot. I love the animation. I've been using the one that gives you grit. The other two seem a little bit lackluster because there's like some uh, some give and take there, and I don't really like I don't really like being rended to di- to dish out more damage. I haven't really tried that. I've just been using the one with grit. I think it's cool. I think the animation is cool. I like the fact that it's not just a one button press and that's and that's it. You actually transform into a beast basically and it just dude, it's cool. I really like the heart rune a lot. I have not however used that heart rune in like a PVP setting. So I, I don't know. Like I haven't jumped into an OPR with that heart rune yet. Um so I don't know how that feels. I did duel a little bit with that heart rune and that was cool and it felt nice there. Uh, well, I, I just I'm a fan. I like this heart rune. I think it's really cool. Spoiler alert. It makes you a gigantic target for range attacks uh, and, uh, yeah, and OPR. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah. I, I, 
I uh, I don't know how good it is. Okay, just to preface, it's I've just fun, been playing with it and which using is all that it, matters, and I've had a, I've had a lot of fun using it. But in comparison to like if it's gonna be used in a PvP setting, a lot I have I have no idea. But I I'm a fan. I like the I like the way they did it. I'm I'm having fun with it. Yeah, so so here it is. I found it. Uh, try to backtrack, but I agree with you that pri- I like the nature of the heart rune. I I hope they see do like more like transformation heart runes in the past. Maybe like I know you hate this, so that's why I want to bring it up. Um, you haven't got angry yet on the podcast. So I I gotta at least try vampires and werewolves. We could do vampire and werewolf heart runes. Like here could be, you know what I mean? Like all kinds of uh, of different transformation things uh, that you can do. That would be cool. Uh, here, here's the item that I was talking about. They're called Syndicate Specs. They're Arcanist Expertise. It, it gives you five instead of two. So plus five Arcanist Crafted Item Quality. Um, yeah, so, okay. so yeah, I've seen those earlier. 85,000 Faction Tokens and 65,000 Gold. Yeah. Um, I can't, for some reason... Oh, it is buying on Pickup! On, that's what the database says. Rip. But people are saying they're not mandatory. Well, how the fudge does that work then? Why do you even care if they're not mandatory? What do you? I mean, it doesn't. It only affects like your gear, like weapons and right. It only affects weapons and like. Uh, well, there's no arcanist armor, so all your magic weapons. Like, why wouldn't like if you're already getting a guaranteed craft for for the spectral stuff? Like, why you know what the fudge is this for then? I don't know. <laughs> I was going to test that today on stream and I ran out of time before podcast, but I was going to, I was in the process of, of putting all my trophies up and putting all my crafting gear on and trying to get to where I could craft a piece of 700 gear. So I'm not real sure uh, so how that works. To be honest. I saying. don't really know what those are for. <laughs> That's what Chad's um, saying. Yeah. So, okay. so well, a useless yeah, piece know. of gear that costs 65,000 seems good. Uh, all right. Well, uh, anyways, Last thing, and this, I know, uh, hey man, this, I knew I'd have another shot in the gun to make you mad. Influence, no, boy, boy, influence no, race. Uh, Bordy, they mm-hmm. they have now changed the way you, uh, you get influence in a zone. There are now capture points that allow you to influence the, uh, or increase the influence of your faction. Also, you know, I did some of this. It was a lot of fun. The only thing, Bordy, is it's time gated now. So now you can't even push territories when you want to push territories. They're not. You now need to push the territory within a window uh, of time. Uh, yeah. Turns out they're about the same as the wars, <laughs> as far as so windows go. Do we know? Do we know if if the area is still locked? You know how you know how if there's too many people in an open world fort, you can't get into that area. Do, is that going to be the same thing with this open world push? These open world pushes, which I haven't ran into that in forever yeah, because I, I don't mean, think we've had enough players. I've, I don't even know. Like that might not even be a thing anymore. But if that is still a thing, and we're trying to push these windows to push all these players into this area, you better get there really early so you can get into the area, or you're not going to be able to PvP. Well, like I don't know <laughs> if if that's a thing. I can. It be is a thing because, dude, we the, side of my mouth, the first day that the PTR w- that was up. The horse quest was a poop show. It was literally just... You couldn't get in the area? It was like 100 people trying to get into the horse quest thing, and they kept saying there's too many people in the area. So This is going to be a disaster, then. It's not going to be good. So, yeah. So, I don't know what will happen in the zone, obviously, but but the hopes of, of, like, 
you know maybe getting away from time gating and, and the pvp like territory control thing is is uh is lost so what do you what do you, what I, i'll let you give your thoughts first before i give mine and i'm not going to go on a like a massive rant because we've been recording for a while now but i i do have thoughts to share but what do you think about the way it works since you've actually had a chance to participate in it because i, I haven't had a chance to participate in it yet it hasn't been going on since yeah. i've been on the ptr so yeah, so so I had a lot of fun uh, with the um, with the push. Like m me and like a few people from our faction defended one of the points. Like you know, there's a few at the other one, a few at the other one. It was just like small scale, like you know, like two v three, and then mm -hmm. and then immediately like a a three v two, and like you know what I mean. It just kept like more and more people kept challenging. And then we would die, and then we would group up and challenge again. It was a lot of fun. The points were fun. The problem was is I had to stream for an extra hour that I wasn't intending to to try it out, which immediately was not, like, it just put that taste in my mouth, man. That's like, bro, I'm never going to be able to do this. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, on, a, on a realistic manner uh, because of the time-gating stuff. I, I really wish that they would look at maybe if they're already time gating these territory pushes and the wars like maybe like lock in some of these territories to like different windows throughout the day like maybe there's a t like one or two territories that you can be pushed and or captured and or ward for in the mornings or whatever like uh, to me that would like at least mitigate some of this but it's all in the a it's all like in the afternoons when players would t or people would typically get off work and then hop on a video game, which is not like, I mean, like we're like our profession's a lot different, but, but generally like, even if I worked a nine to five, I couldn't come home and get on a video game. Like that's family time. So, you know, I think the, uh, it adds to the frustrations or the friction of, of this uh, territory control system, in my opinion, uh, by time getting now territory pushes. Yeah. So, yeah. So the long of the short is I hate it. I, no, we know I, that. yeah, I mean, everybody knows that it's no, it's no, it's no, it's no secret. I understand why they do it. I get it. I'm sure they have data on the back end that shows that this is what time everybody's online. They have the, they have the highest population at this time. It's peak time. Well, that's kind of a no brainer. I understand that. But if you're on at peak time, there's going to be a couple of problems. If it still locks you out of a zone, whenever you get on, not only are you going to have to get on and participate at that time, you better be on super early or else you're not going to get in there at all because you're going to be booted out because there's going to be a ton of people trying to do this. Number one, open world PVP and new world is excellent, bro. It is so fun. It's one of my favorite activities to do. I love it. It's the best form of PVP that the game it's offers. It's so fun, bro. Right? It's so fun, man. PVP in general in new world is, is so fun. It's a very unique experience. It's incredibly fun. People love it, and we need, I, I, my opinion is like, people love it, we need more of it to be accessible, and whenever you come in here and you keep just throwing these time gates on things, bro, I just scratch my head and I wonder why. I wonder who's making the decision to time gate this stuff and to continue to push into this direction for that, for that, side, of the, for that side of the game. Everyone that plays the game raves about how good the PvP is and how fun the open world PvP is. I've never heard anyone say the open world PvP in New World is 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 like trash. If they do, then whatever, man. They probably just don't like PvP in general or whatever. But everybody that plays the game, the PvPs loves it, bro. 
And I do too. It's so fun. So why, why limit your premiere fun content like this, bro? Quit doing this stuff, man. Please, for the love of goodness, man, please quit time gating content in New World. There has got to be a better way, man. There has to be a better way to provide accessibility to your players and to your player base. And I just wish... I wish that this whole territory system stuff would get reworked at some point to provide more freaking uh, accessibility to players to enjoy the content. That's all I'm asking, bro. You you got to quit gating your stuff and making it this elitist type of situation you have to. I get it. I understand why we're gating it to 6, 7, 8 o'clock p.m. I understand. That's whenever all the players are on. I understand. I get it but it's not good. You're, you're just throwing out the window potential customers that would play your game and you are honest to God crutching your growth for your MMO whenever you do this. It's just That's just the facts, man. It's just pushing it into a niche area that's like, this is this really fun PvP MMO, but oh, by the way, you're not going to be able to do this unless you're unless you're here at these times or unless you know somebody to get you in to do so. It's just bad, man. It's just bad. So I, I understand. I understand why they do it. I get it. But I see so many problems with it still. I just hope and pray one day they re they redo it. They rethink it. They revamp everything. And then I think New World has a real shot at being like a good an incredibly yeah. good MMO. But well, anyway, rant so, over. No, it's fine. Well, here's the deal. Like, I, And I agree with you. We came from Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, both of us. When we when we first started covering New World, we were previously covering Ever Elder Scrolls Online. And 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 to me, like Cyrodiil, like and this is the way all MMOs work. The MMO like population, like ninety percent of people are there for like social PVE, challenging PVE. Like you know what I mean? Like just the social side of things, and or PVE, and or like you know in game progression of the story, et cetera, et cetera. There's like a 10% amount of people or a lower percent amount of people by far that are interested in like the PVP side of things, mainly because PVP or like MMO PVP is challenging because there's always the gear grind that's involved. There's like the gear advantage. So a lot of people that don't really enjoy, like especially new players going up against seasoned players that are better geared, that there's a lot of friction that happens there, right? So it's not a fair fight most of the time. And a lot of people don't really enjoy that sort of thing. Of the people that are interested in PvP in in MMOs, there was Cyrodiil and Arenas uh, in in ESO. Arenas were a ton of fun. You queue up, you go in. Me and you played the fudge out of them. Like, I mean, that was what we did for like. I, I remember like during some ESO streams, we played for like the entire time. We just queue up Arenas all the. You know what I mean? That's all we did for like stream after stream after stream. It was a ton of fun. There was not a lot of friction. There's a lot of like you just queue up and go, which is I think that's one of the challenging things with Arena and New World is sometimes there's not people queuing. Uh, but Cyrodiil was another way you just hop in, you go to work, right? You join up with whoever's running territories or trying to siege, and you have fun and you go out. Like you sometimes you get like little two v twos, sometimes you get like five v five, sometimes you get like these epic fifteen versus hundreds that. You know, there's tons of videos, especially like early on in ESO, where like, dude, you see this well-coordinated group just wipe a Zerg. And that stuff is dope. The problem is, is New World, uh, New World's war system, which again, I like. I like the 50v50. I like the open world territories. 
I don't I don't like the fact that I can't do it. You know what I mean? Because I want to do it, but because I can't play during those times, I can't do it most of the time. You know what I mean? And I would love to see them like transform New World's territory control system into like an open world Cyrodiil. Like to where like to me, like just let like the windows are fine, just stagger all the zones throughout the entire day. You know, and then just let us like immediately push a territory and then war. Whoever's online, you sign up, it's chosen at random. I don't give a fudge. And like let the territory or the faction fight for the territory and then divide the taxes of all the territories between the factions during that day. No, it doesn't really matter because the next day it'll go again. It'll be different. Everybody will be doing it on a perpetual nature. You could, you, it would be cool to be able to go through and like, oh, well, like, okay, so we get to push Everfall. And see who gets into that war. And then immediately after that, we'll go to go to Brightwood. And we'll get to push that territory. And there was just like a loop of ongoing pushes. Because there's enough territories at this point. To where like there was an hour or two hour long window. Where people could do, throughout the day, do these things. And, and the problem is, number one, the server sizes. Like I don't think they support that sort of thing. Like obviously ESO super servers. So it's a lot easier to like get enough people in there to make that interesting. But number two is it's a time gating, man. It just, it really feels bad uh, to be on the outside of that window looking in from a dedicated player, which we both are. Like, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I mean, we play like way more than probably most people. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, and I think and I think a lot of people will say, well, that's a you problem. You know, you can't get on at that time. It's a you problem. You're right. It is. It is a me problem. I can't get on at six o'clock at night because I'm spending time with my family. Yeah, I'm hanging out. Saying it's a you problem is also like a, a, a you but, problem. Well, the yeah. thing is, is like whenever somebody says, well, that's a you problem. Well, it is a me problem. But think about how there, how how many other me's there are in the world that can't do this. And, and think about how many other people this is off putting to and why they don't play e that why they don't play New World. Is because they can't participate in all this content they want to play in, and I, I just I have felt like for a very long time that whole system is just a crutch for New World. It just it, not a crutch, but a uh, a hindrance of growth for the game. And and I hope that in the future, in in maybe you know the upcoming year or whatever, they address it. They at least say like we know it's a problem. There's no way they can't look at at the way it works right now and think it's good. I just I, I don't. Well, they, I have I a hard time. There is a way. It. So so. <laughs> So, you know, overall, though, you know, that's the only that's still my biggest complaint about the game as a whole. Like, that is it. That is that is my biggest complaint about the game. I think New World as a whole has pushed so much more into like a better direction with all the stuff they've done with this expansion. Like mounts are good. I'm looking at this list here. Like mounts are good. Flails are good. The Elysian Wilds is like, OK, it's good. I think for new players coming back, they'll really look at it and be like, wow, this is great. Uh, Eden Grove and main story, like revamping the stories. Fantastic. The Savage Divide, at least it's another expedition, even though it's not my favorite one. Like, it's at least something else to do. Artifacts, freaking excellent, man. All the weapon perk changes, removing Bane, removing Ward, adding what they've added, the Primal Fury Heart Room, super fun. Like, all of these things are adding to the game, bro. In my opinion, they're turning this thing, they're turning this ship around and making this really, really, really great MMO. And they just have one piece missing. And if they can fix that one piece, I think, with their in-game loop, I think, I think New World is like man, I think it's going to be a really solid MMO for the next, you know, however long. Well, uh, but it's, it's getting there. There's so much good with the expansion. You know, I, I'm just, I am excited for the future of the game, but I just really get frustrated with that one aspect because I think it is super, like a super big, like 
just cry. Like, I just don't think it's going to help the game grow, you know? Well, what, one of the things, that, though, is it, it may be one missing thing, but it's a it's a really big one when it goes to MMOs because end game the in-game loops are what keep people playing like an in-game, like an MMO that essentially is centered around or, or driven around uh, like the in-game loop. Like most people, like there's two parts of every MMO, the leveling experience and then what does the in-game look like? And New World, like, unfortunately, the, the two biggest things in the in-game loops right now are invasions and wars, and both of them, I think, could use quite a bit of love. Or territory control, let's just put that, because that is the, I mean, to me, like, New World, that is the point in New World, for the most that's part. The end, that is the end That game. is the end yeah. game. That's like, that's so it's it, like, yeah. territory control involves invasions and wars, and, and territory pushing. And to me, like, that, I would, that needs a lot of love, and hopefully we see it get some love um soon yeah uh, for sure do. uh all right dude well that's it we 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 push through everything um we we cover anything else that you want to talk about before we we, we wrap this baby in a nice little bow and send i don't it think out. so man i think we've covered pretty much everything it's been a long one all right yeah it has i mean it's still an hour it's probably normally you know maybe seems long because you're having to spend the time with me but but it, sure. it's only been an hour um Thanks to everybody for listening and watching. We really appreciate it. Go check out studioloot.com. We have tons of New World content over there. Um, a map builder, all New World guides. We'll continue to update those and add new guides for the expansion to help you along your journey through the rise of the angry earth. Um, special thanks to Sky uh, for, you know, for hosting the podcast in the, in the New World D Discord as well, or AGS Sky, you know the group of people involved. We appreciate that as well. And uh, Bordy, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Uh, yeah, man, studioloot.com. Just go there and that's that. Just You'll find me there. You can click on all the links, find all the other content. Uh, it'll direct you to where we need to go. Just studioloot.com. Same. Shout out to Taken. Uh, we love you, buddy. Thanks for continuing to dodge our request to join the podcast uh, <laughs> and, and all the other fun things that you uh, contribute to. Uh, you know, our loving relationship with you. Uh, <laughs> I like, I like calling it. It's now I'm going to make it like a daily or a episode thing, uh, to call us taken out until he comes on the podcast again. Uh, One so day. we'll, we'll see how it works. <laughs> it's probably not going to go well, but I'm going to try it. So, uh, by the way, we do have some special guests lined up, uh, soon. We don't have an official date, but we'll hopefully be able to tell more, uh, give you more, uh, information on that later as well again guys thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it and we'll see you in another episode of new world to go